Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach Podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo. The buys are in the rear view mirror and we all have full teams to talk about. No, we don't. We don't have full teams. <laughs> and we're going to get talk about why. And you can already hear him giggling. It is Pistol, mate. You're back on a podcast with me and I'm very excited for that. How are you going, champion? How is the buys? How is everything progressing? I want to know all about it. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. So that's a great definition. <laughs> uh yeah, look, I'm I'm glad that they're over as well, but probably for a, a different reason than most. Um, but yeah, it was it was trying and draining not having a bench going into the buys. Managed to get through with minimal donuts, really, just the two in round eighteen. But then I also had like Marek and Melikan on field for a thirty-seven. So essentially, only had fourteen playing last week for a nineteen twenty-four. So my fall continues to three, just over three k. Uh, unfortunately, but is what it is. Uh, I'd say it's only upwards from here, but it's really, really not cheap. <laughs> it's um, really not. Yeah, how'd you go? Uh, not too bad. So I had a, a 2015 this week. Um, Atkins being the sub uh, meant that I had to take Marek's. Um, well, Marek was my my 19th, so I, th- I thought I was well positioned. and I, I, I did technically have 19, but... The last two, I might as well be playing with 17, put it that way, Pistol. Um, but, yeah, not too bad. I, I didn't cop a single donut during the buy, which I'm really proud about. Um, I've got four, five, three trades remaining, and I'll have my 23rd premium with one trade remaining. So um, the, all the, the strategic planning that I had done to, to, to this money was going here and I was planning everything, it just got blown out of the water with Briggs. And now I'm literally walking into, like, over the next two weeks, if – Oliver and Sicily were available. I could literally just go bang, bang and pick them up and have cash left over. So I'm like, I'm in a weird position that I have players like Jack Steele on my team that I got to save money 
that in hindsight, I could have literally just got Liberatore or Butters and it wouldn't have mattered. So uh, it's interesting how, how, thing go, how things go and just a singular good rookie can change the whole dynamic of your, your season in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, look, some things are predictable and others are not, so I wouldn't worry about it. Plus, Oliver's unforeseen uh, one to two week hamstring that has really reminded Six me of... Six months now. It's just reminded me of that Jake Kelly from uh, a couple of years back, his six-week, one-week injury, where I just held him for one week, six weeks in a row, and it derailed my season. So feeling... When did you have Jake Kelly? Jake Kelly, Josh Kelly. <laughs> oh, right. I was like, what Jake What Kelly. are you holding him for six <laughs> weeks for? <laughs> I do feel very bad for the Oliver holders. I mean, you can't can't really predict that one, Chizu, but... Um, We'll get into some of the topics, but look, uh, Chizo, this podcast is powered by Code Sports as usual. And last week, we did a power rankings on the top premiums to have for the rest of the year. If you missed that one, I'd check that out. It's a pretty good ranking article, if I may say so myself. Um, and I'll let you host because I don't know why I've just taken over the, the host seat. The, the, that rank, it was pretty rank. Oh. No, it's a terrible pun. No, like the, the ranks were pretty. Like it, I've said that the wrong way around. Um, we do have some <laughs> Patreon sign-ups, uh, Pistol, uh, to, that we do have to thank. We've got Tyson Jacksick and Jamie Zaslavsky, a Brocklebank. Thank you both for joining and getting a part of the Cup for this year. Pistol, we do have to mention that the Cup is getting underway this week and we have totally dedicated our entire Wednesday night Probably not going to be sleeping adding all these names because we always have 50 people that come in an hour before the deadline and go, oh, have I not followed the instructions you gave me three weeks ago that were like really clearly laid out? Um, so I'm looking forward to that, mate. How about you? How are you going with the Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> it's definitely underway. There are some spots remaining at the moment. Um, so as, you know, first come, first serve, I will say if you can jump in and message us now, if you're one of the late people, just to let us know, that would also save us a little bit of time. Everyone else, you, you're already taken accounted for. I might, I might post something cheese with everyone that's accounted for, so they don't bug us um, if they're in yep. every day. Um, but anyone who's just signing up now, after this podcast is released, um, or I guess that only did it on Monday, um, please message us so we can just make sure. Otherwise, yeah, we'll try and um, get that draw out on the Thursday before the games, the first round starts. Yeah. So the cutoffs will stop when what teams are announced on Wednesday. We'll yeah, say. T- teams on Wednesday. Whenever we get the Thursday teams, it's going to be cut off. Anything after that, there better be some huge donation to the Cancer Council. T- Thursday, t- so team Wednesday teams. Oh, sorry, teams Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that'd be a massive donation if it was Thursday. Jeez. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. Uh, uh, going to be the cutoff pistol because at, at some point, previous years, we just kind of let people in if they signed up at the start of the round and stuff like that. But the, like the amount of people we have now, we just simply can't do that. Not um, with a Thursday night game. If there was a Friday yeah. night game, we'd probably be able to. But yeah, two, two Banes hard. of our existence is Thursday night game for me personally. But uh, uh, Pistol, that the, the, talking about the Cancer Council, mate, I'm going to segue over into that and you've got some donations to mention. We do. Uh, we have a couple of nice ones here. So thanks everyone for your donations in advance. To Ben McJob says, donating for a long overdue dumb thing. I traded in Jeremy Cameron at his most expensive price rather than Butters or Rosie at the cheapest at the time. All this wealth of advice I listen to weekly and I choose to be silly. I'll know <laughs> now for next year, unlikely, 
he says. Not me, <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> um, thanks, team. No, thank you, Ben. That is truly, truly a dumb thing. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Worthy of a donation. Yep. Uh, Dimacy says, uh, infected blister is not my favorite flavored donut. Thank you for Ooh, your donation. Oh, birdie bots every flavored donuts. <laughs> it's not a good flavor. Evil Darbs says, donating for generally being terrible at Supercoach. I'm not going to write, say the swear words, but thank you for the donation, Evil Darbs. Um, Sibs, dollars for donuts. After two years, I've broken the donut duck with a lazy five donuts this week. That's not just breaking the duck. That's like the dam has broken. The water is all over the town. It's drowned out. Like this is, uh, yeah, ducks a, would like that. That that seems like true. an absolute like amazing. Oh, you would be collecting ducks. I, I see what's happened. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for the generous donation, Dimasty. Again, has a thirty dollars cancer council bet on Humphrey at a seventy four point five line. I backed the overs and I'm paying out at three quarter time. Oof. Yikes! Could have paid out. Could have paid time. out at quarter time. Yeah, <laughs> damn it! We went quarter half. There we go. Yeah, the role change last week when he had seven CPAs, seven percent CPAs wasn't great. Zero percent is even worse. So he's got to go. What is Blodo says? I won the Humphrey bet after posting a message on Slack saying he's due for a sub fifty. Yay! But boo to my four donuts I've copped this week. Oliver <laughs> joins Jelly and Cogs on my never again list. Surely not. Oliver no, can't this be. is the first time he's been injured. Oliver's what not. No. I feel like that's you, you can't say that. <laughs> Oliver on the never again list. Come this, on. Okay, this is my theory. You want to know my? This is my conspiracy theory. Because Oliver has never been injured, he didn't know the extent of what hamstring injury he had. So he's like, oh, it's a bit sore. That's a bit weird. And then so he was like, oh, it's probably okay. But he's actually done like a proper hamstring and he doesn't know because he's never been injured before. It's possible. It's like, like it, the, the reason that we know that Josh Kelly is going to be back in 4.7 weeks is because oh, I had this one a few years ago. I'll be back on the Thursday after the full moon. Like I down to a <laughs> tea. I know exactly what I'm getting. Yep. No, it's, I, I'm, I'm a board. I think that's, that's <laughs> extremely accurate. <laughs> Uh, okay pistol that wraps up the housekeeping i always love podcasting with you man um let's uh jump into some super coach stuff um i think the first thing that i find um interesting like i said off the top i was really hoping to be done by the end of the buys like theoretically in previous years we're sort of done round 14 round 15 coming out of the buys is usually our last upgrade with the the fact that it's round 16 this year and i'm still not finished um it, it sort of got to a situation where I didn't really have the rookie downgrade options that were looking okay to cash everyone in at the right time. Um, I ended up holding um, Mitchell and Weddle for another week and got another price rise and stuff out of them. So I sort of delayed the cadence a little bit and that's now leaving me with one. uh, It's actually leaving me with two upgrades on field left to do, um, one being um, converting Briggs into an on-field playing player. But I, I feel like this year... That little stunt in cash generation between like maybe say round eight to round 11 or something where we had no rookies, have sort of delayed our the finalization of our teams a little bit, Pistol. Is that, it, it may not be for everyone, but I just feel like I hit a wall there somewhere. Yeah, it might just be you. Um, <laughs> I think there's many people that are finishing off their teams this week. I think that's probably... The, the par of the top 1K would be the completing your side this this round. Yeah. 
Um, but look, again, it comes down to the quality of your premiums. So mm. if you are taking an extra week to, to get two better premiums, that might pay off in the home stretch. But if you're taking three weeks to finish your side, um, it, you just might be missing out. I mean, it depends who your rookies are in the meantime, but you might be missing out on too many points now. Uh, it's a, you know, you'll just fall in the next couple of weeks and hope that you can make up some points and maybe have some extra trades on, on the run home. But uh, yeah, it's, it's important now. It's like the final times people are trading and that we're podcast relevant, Chizo. Yeah, well, I'll let you. I'd love to hear you break this down because you're much on top of this uh, as me. Well, I've been getting a lot of DMs, um, particularly in Slack at the moment. That's like, should I get, um, let's say, Ryan this week, or should I wait wait two weeks for Sicily? And that comes down to the opportunity cost in terms of how many points Ryan is going to realistically average, and does Sicily have enough time to make up um, to make up those points? So I'd love to know your thoughts in 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 someone like. Uh, let's take my my case. I'll be getting my final upgrade next week. Is there any validity to waiting one extra week to get um, one less week of Sicily? But his his scoring prowess would trump any sort of. I've got all the yeah. the, the other gun defenders, so I'd be getting a sub premium defender. And so, should I just wait another week? Is sort of what I'm getting at. You could get someone like a Doherty, um, who's. A sub premium is what I said, yeah. I don't think he's a sub premium. He's still on that, that top <laughs> echelon. I'm not in the top a top echelon, but it's not far from it. Um, yeah. You need a. It depends on your depth. Like all these stuff. Every answer is going to be team dependent. But if you there's a difference between I think a Weddle and a Smitch. Probably Smitch seems to be a bit more of a consistently better scorer. Um, yeah. So I think that is probably the difference between waiting one extra week or just you know, getting the upgrade because you can't really afford to get a 50 on your field when you've got a, mm. you know, full primo side or when you're playing against other people with a full primo side. So I think if you cop, you know, an 80 from a smidge and then you get Sicily every week after that, um, that's probably okay. But getting a 50, you know, that starts to really hurt. Um, I, can't, I can't give you a definitive answer on what's better. It really depends on the cover of your side, but... Um, yeah, sorry, Chiso. <laughs> yeah, I guess it comes down. Do you want one extra week of Luke Ryan versus Sicily or something like that? Is is what one of the very common questions I'm getting? Who like I'm getting a guy next week instead of Sicily the week after? Um, I think with the limited amount of rounds that we're sort of getting into that area right now, it doesn't really matter how much Sicily or say Oliver um, is going to go from the, the the week afterwards. Is that if you've only got seven weeks of their scores, they need to be averaging 15 points at least above whoever you bring in um, this week or next week to, to even come within cooey of matching them. So the the opportunity cost is really getting someone as a, a genuine, not just like anyone, but getting a genuine premium that is going to score average less than Sicily this week is going to be the safer play um, than hoping and crossing your fingers that Sicily might have an absolute a baller in the in the final round just to make up the difference and finish 30 points ahead. Well, it doesn't have to be 15 unless you're copying a donut because you still yes. get, you know, your smidge 90. Well, if in a good week, a smidge 90, and then um, that might be only a you know 20 gap or 30 gap that you need to make yeah. up. Um, so, yeah, as I said, it just depends on the cover. So it's really hard to tell. One that doesn't depend on the cover as much, Chizo, that's a, probably a more difficult question, so I like how I got in before you, is yep. 
people that have limited trades left, you know, in the four, three, two, one range, still have one upgrade to make, and they're considering using two trades to get the better player, um, and then have less injury trades remaining, um, or if they should just go for one of the cheaper premiums instead and have an extra trade remaining. Do you something like a Mills? Yeah, is there is there like a point in which your answer changes, like based on the value of those players you're bringing in, or um, do you like how do you play it at this, this time of the year? I, I my opinion is a little bit strange on this one, Pistol. So feel free to call me out. I think I'm okay oh, I will. going down to like <laughs> say one trade, but it really depends on the cover. So in my situation at the moment, my cover is going to be Ashcroft at M9 and Smitchell at um, D7 and F7. That's going to be my cover. So I feel more than comfortable going down. Yeah, and that's what the the Briggs cash has really done. So it's it's meant that I don't have to have the Marix as my F7. So I'm personally more than happy going down to one trade, which is what I'm going to be doing, because of the cover I have. If you ask me in the same situation, you're like, oh, I've got... um, I'm really hoping Constable comes back towards the end of the year. So hopefully I have like an emergency score that I can start looping with. It's just like, that's when I'm like, okay, I would just be sitting on your hands a little bit and, and slow playing it and maybe keeping one of these rookies just to see what happens, particularly Smitchell with the, the, the DPP. Um, but I think it all boils down to is less about how many trades we keep at the end of the year and what genuine cover we have that can actually score on field like a Smitchell. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think that's one of the many factors that you need to take into account when you're deciding for yourself. But I think I do probably have a break point of when this is in, when I would do this and when I wouldn't. So um, to make it hopefully very clear is it depends on the quality of player that you're being able to bring in with one trade compared to two trades. And I don't mean it in saying, oh, two trades, get Oliver. I mean, he's ruled out, but just as an example, you know, he's the best player in the game, so it's always going to be worth it. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you go down to like the cheapest best player, which probably from my eye here, the cheapest like top of the range player is probably Sarong, who I expect to go 110 plus, and yeah. he's in the 550 range. So I wouldn't use, if I could get Sarong in one trade, or I could use two trades and get anyone above Sarong, I probably would just save the trade and get the Sarong. Um, yeah. But if I'm below that that threshold and it's going to be, you know, I can either burn two trades to get Sarong or one trade to get, I'll say, Mills, I'm probably burning two trades because I, I mean, Mills is a different case because a lot of people are getting him at M9, but I'm saying specifically for your last on-field upgrade, like an, an M8. Um, if you're looking in that Crips range, um, at 457 on Mills next week, 400, um, maybe even LDU if he returns this week, 500. These guys have either scoring potential risks, like Crips has been struggling to score of late. Mills, I think he's probably in that 95 to 100 range, gut feel probably closer to the 95 than the 100. Or the injury proneness, like LDU and Mills are both very injury prone themselves. Um, I feel like at that stage, I'm using one trade to get, I guess, a worse premium. And then I'm probably using my trade I saved on them when they get injured um, in the future. So 
I think that's when I would burn the two trades and get someone who I think is in like a different tier of scorer. Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like Sarong is the cheapest tier in the top tier, um, you know, someone that you get. But if you already have him, it, it varies because it might not be worth, it might be worth getting Mills and saving 200K for the next best cheapest player is like Libba at like 615K. Let's say your midfields are awesome um, and that's your next best. And I probably wouldn't do that, you know, for the extra 200K and the, and the this extra trade because there's an extra round, Chizo. So yeah. we need to last a long time with one or two or three trades. It's not going to be fun or pretty. And look, and it's interesting coming from you because like you've got a history of not lasting long. <laughs> uh, running out of trades. I will probably still run out of trades this year and also still have bad covers as far as my year is concerned. But um, I, it's, uh, listen to what I say, don't do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that's absolutely right. Like, uh, case in point is Jack Steele. Like, we penny pinch going, oh, we've got this underpriced premium. Like, it, we, I can get him in one trade rather than. Um, saving up and getting a Neil, which is one of the instances. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Andy Brayshaw was the the incidents for me. And for me, I it was went Neil. <laughs> I, I went the one trade and got steel instead of Andy Brayshaw, and I've been I would have lost four hundred points on that, probably maybe more. Um, so if if you're shopping in the aisle of half like limbs hanging off and duct tape holding them together. I'd probably be using the two trades and getting a bona fide is that, and, and getting Sarong. Are you, are you on yeah. board with that pistol? That seemed to be the crux of what you're getting at? Pretty, pretty much. I mean, there's, there's asterisks next to it based on all the other aspects that we've spoken about, but that's kind of how I see it moving forward. But, I mean, speaking cool. of people like Mills, Chizo, yep. just to, to segue in, into it, next week, not this week, He's going to be about 390, 400K. I know. Can that's, you imagine at the start of the year? Like, JB um, wanted to start him. That's unbelievable price. I I mean, if you've got the trade to get him as an M9 to be able to loop, he's a, typically a high-ceiling player as well. Um, that's bloody awesome. Like, yeah. I couldn't, can't believe being able to have Mills at M9. Like, that's that's insane. I would definitely recommend doing something like that if you've got the trades to pull that off for sure. That, that that's a solid like almost 150k underpriced like from if he yeah. just goes at 100 which is what he was doing before he got injured absolutely like he could also be a cash cow if you if you needed money for some reason at this stage of the season which you probably yeah. don't he, uh, he's probably going to make more cash than anyone else from this point onwards that we like <laughs> yeah. could legitimately could bring in a like there'll be like a random rookie in around 20 that means nothing but um that, that that's an interesting interesting point there pistol can i um uh, do you have any other, like, in the, the Callum Mills ilk before I start talking about some expensive guys? I mean, we, you can talk about Crips in that range as well, 457. I, I feel like... Keys. If, yeah, keys. I mean, the thing is, if you're cheaping out, you may as well you may as well cheap out and still get, the I guess, the premium quality that Mills possesses. I think Himmelberg I don't have in that same category because GWS are playing different style of football than they did last year it's not the he's not able to impact the game in the same way that he was last year so i i don't really expect him he does he doesn't look great <laughs> to yeah. be honest like he, he looks like a guy that might go 90 but i think he's gonna go like 85 yeah which, 
you're paying he's, almost for his average. The guy that does look good at the moment is Ben Keys. Yeah, I've got to give a special shout out to uh, Mav from my Slack DMs because every single week for the last month he's been like, Keys? <laughs> I'll be like, nah, I don't actually need to save money so I'm not going to get him, but you do you. And then next week, 106, Keys? And then he, <laughs> two minutes after lockout, or two minutes after he put up 119 this week, he was like, so how about now? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm not getting him. <laughs> Get you keys. do you. You do you. And in this instance, keys seems okay. <laughs> Nothing has changed in the last month. Like the, the yeah. reasons that he was scary to begin with are still there. His role could still change. Absolutely. I mean, look, 78% CBAs didn't really hard tag day cost. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think nah. Keyes just looked really good in the first quarter. Like he was tearing us up in that first 10 minutes. And I, and I thought, wow, Keyes looks really good in the midfield. And I think the coaches agreed and they just left him there for the rest of the game. Yeah. And he scored well. So as long as he's playing well, he's probably going to be playing more as a midfielder now. And at 462K, it's... He's, he's that's I think I might prefer him over Cripps because that DPP flexibility. Um, I'm not yeah. sure I prefer him over Mills, but I, I think he can he can go around a hundred ish. I probably prefer him to Mills. I, I reckon if you're if you're taking a risk in that in that ballpark, yeah, you might as well, you might as well take a risk on a guy that's going to go 105, whereas Mills would need a role change. Yeah, Mills still played. like like Mills doesn't have the role, whereas Keys. Yeah. That's we'll right. lose it at some point, but he currently does have the role. You know, see what I'm saying? But Mills looked good, but they played West Coast. Hard to really get a great read. But when you, he's yeah. playing like half forward slash wing, I mean, if you look at the CBAs, it's row bottoms at 73% and Parker's at 73%. And then it, the next spots were so evenly split. I know Mills got early sub, but it, he was only at 24%. He was only on like, I think it was like 30 8% CBAs when he got subbed out. And then Warner went down all the way down from like his averaging 60 all the way down to 32%. So he dropped off and Goulden got 24% CBAs, which he'd gotten 24% three games in a row. Um, Papley, also 24%, a lot of 24%. And Sheldrick's been getting some mid-time because Sheldrick can play, Chizo. Mm. He looks he looks great. Rising star. He looks really oh, good. Shelley. He's yeah. adding adding something different to their midfield mix as well. So I, I think in the form that Sheldrick's in, you've got to give him those 30 to 40% CBAs each week. So I don't see almost any way at all 
that Mills is going to be an 80% CBA like midfielder for the rest of the year and you know average 110 plus I, I really think you're you're shooting in that 95 to 100 range and as I said earlier I think just role wise he's still going to probably get close to that 95 to 100 but is he's talented enough to to push higher than that if he if he wants to <laughs> I thought you were brain. talking about percentage of CBAs for a second there it took me a second to click Oh, sorry, yeah. No, so, no. so, so even last year he was a really consistent CBA player, except for two games where he averaged in the twenty, where he got twenty percent. But he averaged fifty fifty six percent for the year. So, like, he doesn't need a drastic amount to be able to convert it into points. But yeah. like twenty thirty percent is not not the upside that you you're really looking for. What I think personally, so. yeah. But it's value, um, right? So he's going to yeah, he's scores. absolutely yeah, valid. Not denying outscore. that whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, uh, the next thing I want to talk about that I do get a lot of questions and particularly in hashtag this or that in Slack Pistol is do I get which of the 10 premium guys above 600K do I get this week? It's like I see this question so often. It's like anyone sort of above 560 or 570K right now, if you like them, they're sort of, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, uh, there's a question that's like Kelly, Butters, Liberatore, Merritt, Petrarca, Brayshaw, and McRae all in one poll. I'm like, dude, just pick the one you want. <laughs> like, it, 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 there's uh, enough data we, now, right? So you know what you're right. buying. <laughs> that's right. Like, uh, you sort of like the way that I sort of see it is we're sort of we're nitpicking over the sake of half a point per game potentially between some of these guys, and it's like. You know, maybe you could get Libba versus Butters because he's got a season average that's significantly higher. Like, I I think a lot of these guys are, are pretty comparable to each other. They got very similar three and five round averages, all very similar in price for a reason. As you said, we've got the data, so pick the guy that you want. Um, because not not a single one of them is like a hundred k under price. Oh, he's such a steal! Like, just just have fun with it. Pick the guy that you want. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Speaking of picking the guy you want, Chizo. Yep. If you are not in the midfielder buying aisle at Aldi, maybe not even Aldi, we can go to a premium place for our defenders. Um, yep. Who are you looking to finish off your back line if you've got, I guess I'll shout out some names that most people don't have, I guess, at this stage of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, Doherty, Luke Ryan perhaps. I mean, I, I can say Lloyd and Ridley as well, if that helps. Um, any of these guys vastly better than the other one? Yeah, Caleb Daniel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, vastly better? I would not I would say no. I think, you know, Houston, Doherty, Ridley, um, Ryan, I think all of these are very, very similar. Um, I... I don't personally have one that's sitting higher than the other. The only thing that I would mention is current form. And I think that Rids in the last, particularly the last month, I think he's been fantastic. Um, I can't really put it down to a change in the, the Bombers game plan at all. I just feel like it's been a little bit more of a, a tough run, a bit more ball into the back line without any numbers to back that up, Pistol, where I've just I've seen him being a little bit more influ- influential mm. just of recent. I could lean that way, um, but all of those guys, again, are very, very equal in terms of output recently. I'd probably put, of all those players, I'd almost put Luke Ryan as fourth out of Doherty, Houston, Ridley, and Ryan. Oh, wow. Okay. 
I didn't expect that at all, actually. So, yeah, that's... Is that just because the other options are better or you have something that you don't like about Lagrange? Um, I think since Frio have become good, I think this is his first decent score. So I, when they were getting pumped in the first six or seven rounds of the year was the where the majority of his points come from. And I think in the last um, two months, he probably would have averaged 95. And again, just pulling numbers out of nowhere, I know you'll be able to, to completely yeah. refute that. Yeah, well, I will. Um, <laughs> no, I think JB had a really interesting point uh, last week on the podcast about Luke Ryan. Um, just basically about some of the more in-depth, I guess, analysis of him against Melbourne and Richmond, not not the previous two games because, as yeah. you said, just different roles, slower game style, wasn't getting around that much. But he got stuck on the bench um, at inopportune times in Melbourne and Richmond and it was his pretty much lowest time on ground games as well. Yeah. Um, and that really impacted his scores and... I mean, got to hand it to JB because Luke Ryan then bounced back with a extremely high score this week, 143, and I also traded him in. Thanks, JB. Um, so I do think he's probably better than what he's priced at at 520k. I think he's decent value. I mean, I'm not definitely, I definitely not expecting him to average 110 for the run home, but yeah, I think he's probably that 105 range. I I, I would put him. Th- third out yeah. of those I, defenders. I, I'm actually going to change my mind. I think Ryan's consistency, he, he doesn't really have a bad game. No, when he, when he has a bad game, you're like, oh, damn, he had an 80. Yeah. Well, right. has he gone sub 80 this year? I don't think he has. Once, yeah. He got a 70. No, twice. He got a... Uh, I've just changed players. So oh, I'm, I'm going to check. See. He has not. Not. No. Not. So, yeah, like even, in, even in, that, in that, that month of poor form... He put out an 83, an 84, an 85, and a 91. So, you know what? I, I, I think his his consistency is going to help that upside. So when he has these 140 games, he's going to end up averaging better than the other guys just because he doesn't have quite as low a floor. Whereas I feel like Ridley in his bad games at least went below 80, below 70. Mm. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, oh, that's why he I had a, he, below him. <laughs> he had an 18, but that, that that's not really his fault. <laughs> no, definitely not his fault. Um, but, I mean, you pick your poison with the Doherty versus uh, Houston, really. I mean, they, Again, they're both... they've all got positives. They've all got positives. Yeah. They've all got, all got negatives. They, they've all been on a decent run in the last, you know, for at least a, a couple of months at some point this year. I really like Port's draw. So that's, that's what's appealing to me um, for Houston and probably why I'd have him first. Okay. Just the amount of Adelaide Oval games they have left, which is a lot, and the teams that they play when they're not at Adelaide Oval outside of Geelong in Geelong, um, which is tough. I think all of the others are, are pretty solid matchups. Essendon this week at the MCG, and he's got Carlton at Marvel in, in 18, you know, playing some teams that might not be in the best form. Um, mm. Just, you know, the right time, right place sort of stuff. I think it's all adding up well for Port here. So all their players, that includes Butters and everything, I think they're all on for, for big ends to the season. Yeah, you're right. I, I think you're right. Yeah, Essendon's <laughs> next month is pretty gross, actually. We've got yeah, Port, then that? Adelaide, then the Cats, Western Bulldogs, and then Sydney, then West Coast again, and North again. Woo! Um, two wins. Two wins, maybe. Maybe. Where do you, where do you place Walsh? in the conversation, because it's kind of in the same price bracket now as LDU mm. 
I mean, mm. they're more expensive than steel. I mean, unless you want to go back to the steel well, Crips and Mills. How do you rank the those really lower ends, but not? I, I know. I guess they are premiums. How do you rank those premiums? I'm still trying to figure out how Walsh can have 40 touches week in week out for 95 averages. Just, I'm still tackle. I'm, <laughs> I'm, what's going on with him? Like it's it, it, rolls it, bad. Is his role just literally that terrible? I see him at CBAs. Yeah. I mean, not many. It's his role is uh, pretty gross. Been that Flanders role at, from the beginning of the season. Uh, oh, he he did have sixty three percent CBAs, which was his second highest of the season last week. Um, but honestly, Carlton are not in good form, so they're getting no. not as much super coach pie, and they're really struggling. So. I, if I had to take a punt on any of those guys around the 500k, I would yeah. be totally happy taking it on Walsh because yeah, he's the he's the one in that region other than like that that has the ability to do like 115 like he has in the past. That yeah. you just need to hit a little bit of form and pistol's fallen over off I his am. chair. My bad. I, I'm holding it together. To, tried to pat the cat and uh, knocked over my microphone, but it's all good. <laughs> um. Whereas, like, a lot of those guys were like, oh, yeah, Mills could come back and average 100. And it's like, yeah. But Walsh could potentially be the one that hits form and goes 115. He's, like, the only one in that range that I think even has the history of doing that or potential of doing that. So I just think it's a bit crazy to jump on LDU given his injury history this year. Yeah. I'm not even I'm not even going to assess that part of the question. I'm just pretending you didn't ask it. I like what do you think of Parish? I said I like, but I should have finished my penis. What do you think of Parish? Um <laughs> I'm asking the wrong person here. Look, he's sexy, he's got a beautiful face, he's fixed his teeth so he's even getting more sexy. Um <laughs> football from a wise perspective, yeah. Uh, super coach wise, I think at his price, the fact that you can get Sarong for cheaper is a pretty obvious slam dunk. He looked pretty good on the eye test. I thought he has... <laughs> now, you're, now who's saying he's pretty? <laughs> I I mean, I worry about this injury because it's a reoccurring one. That's already Yeah, calf. Happened. Old man calf. That, he's in his 20s now. <laughs> that is worrying to me. Um, I think if you have Sarong and you're desperate at that price range and can't afford any of the better premiums, I wouldn't mind it because he looked quite good and... He's been, a, I guess, a top-tier scorer in the past. Yeah. Like when I say top-tier, you know, he can he can go 115-plus, whereas all these other guys we're speaking about can't really do that. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with your assessment, Walsh in that price bracket and maybe Parrish in the one above. And um, that's, I mean, wrong money, no op- money, no objects like Libba, Butters, Petrarca, those sorts of guys. Who are you grabbing? Mate, we just had this discussion. Pick the one you want. Yeah, but They're who all are you grabbing? Uh, who am I grabbing? You I'm have grabbing the money. Andy so... Brayshaw. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Be- I didn't because, expect that at all. Because uh, I could only get Andy Brayshaw this week. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well actually, no. All right. all right. I'll throw it back to you. The same question we've had for the last two months straight. Sarong or Brayshaw? <laughs> I mean, I still am a little worried about Sarong's ankle, um, so I would take Brayshaw because of that. Yeah. Um, but if you were throwing to me my question that I threw to you. Yeah, which I totally didn't listen to, so go ahead. Uh, I think uh, Petrarca with a rolling um, Clary one-week injury just seems really good. And yeah. 
if you can't afford him, Libba's still really good. I mean, I think Butters will score really well for the rest of the season. The draw is just mm. so amazing. But the injury proneness is just a little bit scary if you're running low on trades and Libba seems like the safe slam dunk. So I would uh, probably lean that way if you if you can't afford Petrarca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, to, to put it in, in perspective, so that I can keep Ashcroft, I'm getting rid of either Johnson or Atkins and the like the most expensive player that I can afford um, is Andy Brayshaw. Why don't you so keep it's like, Johnson and get rid of Ashcroft? Oh, because whoever I don't trade ends up as my M9. So I'm like, ah, I'd probably rather Ashcroft at M9 instead of Johnson. Ashcroft's role is, I mean, it's, this is so not relevant for 99% of people because basically no one has Ashcroft anymore. But yep. um, Ashcroft's role at 41% CBAs starting to fade a little. Um, mm. Don't know, something to think about. Anyway, Chizo, uh I'm going to throw Well, no, if you. I get rid of Ashcroft, I can get Petrarca, which That's would be my it. player I would get. There we go. Magic is happening live on the podcast. <laughs> J- JB Chizo, uh let's go a, <laughs> a rookie um, review of the, the rookies that you would like to get this week, uh, shall we? Yes, I would get somebody named. Um, no, I wouldn't. Hot you take. wouldn't get someone named. Oh, you just <laughs> you're picking specifically loophole players. Like so, a, it depends. A, to to get like so for 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 my example, I actually have to bring in a 102k defender forward loop so I can actually make him become my bench cover. Yeah, that's great. You can get Gilby, I think it is from GWS. Yeah, that's who I'm going for. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things that you need to think when you're bringing in players. One, if you're bringing them in, if you already have a player at your F7, let's say you have Sheldrick, if you bring in an F8 and you bring in Marek, he's going to block your Sheldrick loop. By blocking the loop, he's not doing your team any service at all. He's, he's making your team worse. So in that case, you actually want to bring in a non-playing player to provide you a loop. And that also goes for what you were saying, Shizo, when you're trying to bring in a player that gives you that DPP flexibility, um, assuming you're trying to swap Smitch backwards or forwards, um, and some people have Shizel or Jay-Z to be able to do that as well, then you also want to get um, somebody that provides that coverage, I guess we'll call it. Um, and if you were to potentially get someone who's playing they will block your loophole from being able to mm. come onto the field. So you just need to be careful, I guess, lining that up because it's actually at some times at this stage of the season not beneficial to get playing players. Like it might just be yeah. best juicing all the money out of them and getting non-playing players instead. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, next question. <laughs> next uh, you can, I think, if uh, you want to play. No, players, juicy rookies. A, I, want, I, want, I want to talk about juicy rookies and in Ryan Marek. Okay, well, we look. I mean, yeah, he was the example from the last question, but it's specifically about him. If you don't have forward cover, I mean, he's not going to be good forward cover, but he should still play. I mean, I don't think they're going to pin their 171 point loss specifically on Marek. I mean, it's not his fault and the ball wasn't down there. So he probably gets more gigs. So I would go him at 102K. I think Elijah Hewitt, um, 140K, only scored 38 points. But 
randomly had quite a decent number of CBAs. So scoring potential-wise, he had 30% CBAs, might be somewhat okay um, if you were desperate. But honestly, all these guys are no good, uh, Chizo. I mean, if you can get mm. Sheldrick, Sheldrick looks really good now. I know hindsight, but uh, is what it is. Otherwise, I can't really recommend any other options um, that I can see. I think at this stage, we already have our bench cover. We're just trading in like fillers to, to, to access the cash. But that, that's fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've got plenty bench cover. I mean, you're clearly hoping to choose, I guess, Ashcroft over Johnson. But if you have, I think, some of the more standard options, let's say you've got like um, Johnson and Wardlaw and um, Weddle and Mitch, um, how are you prioritize like which ones out of those i guess four would you how would you order them as like keeping them for season long cover compared to the ditching them i uh, i find the the dpp extremely extremely valuable so yeah. that's why i've got um smitch over the rest of them because i can use him and i can also loop him with um uh Sheezel or Zeeble depending on which one you've got like if you you, you have both or or dumped them at some point so yeah um, there's also that aspect to it as well. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think the points that you get in the, the defense and forward in terms of a rookie that other players would have, Mitch is like a probably – like someone has merit come on field if they get an injury versus Mitch is like huge where I could have um, Johnson versus Ashcroft at, at M9 to see who comes on for an injury and I don't think there's all that much of a difference between those guys that – um, that would be that benefit. So potentially I have been swayed into getting rid of Ashcroft to, to access more of the cash to get a better, better upgrade this week. Um, but I'd yeah. sort of – I'd, I'd probably put the DPP from the fact that it can cover so much ahead of the rest of them. Yeah, I, I actually think that's really smart. I think DPP is probably the most valuable um, – you know, at this stage of the season on those rookies, like a Fife even. I think I'm still valuing Fife above all of these guys because of that DPP. And, you know, Sheldrick is in great form and looks really good, so him too. Winhager as well in that category. I think um, I would take the DPP, like the Winhager, the Fife, Sheldrick above Wardlaw and probably Johnson even, um, mm-hmm. assuming they're actually used to cover two lines. I mean, if you just have midfield cover and you have forward cover, well, then the DPP doesn't really matter much because you're already covering the lines with two different players. Um, But if you don't have that, then I think you've got to prioritize the DPP because more cover across lines is better than no cover in lines just for a slightly better pick because at the end of the day, these guys are all going to go within the same ballpark. Yeah. And every time you say lines, it just... The, the way you say it reminds me of your boy, Jared Lyons, just averaging 40 touches and two goals a game in the VFL, <laughs> not getting a game. It, mu- it must be terrible for your keeper league, mate, and I'm really feel, uh, feeling for you. Um, that pretty much wraps up everything we had. We, we had planned to go through question by question uh, in podcast questions on Slack, mate, but we've actually really hit the nail on the head on every single one of them except for JB's question, um, which was more of a statement. So uh, we've, we've really just kind of covered everything off, and I appreciate the chat that I've had with you. Yeah, I'll just read off his statement. All it says is that um, Chizo is the worst 
super coacher. That's literally <laughs> the statement. So thanks, JB. I appreciate the contribution. But Th- thanks, um, thanks for writing in, JB. We appreciate our fans. <laughs> no, thanks uh, everybody for tuning in. I mean, short one, but uh, hopefully still. I think this is our shortest of the season. Hopefully, still yep. full of goodies. But we uh, look forward to talking about the cup, seeing how that goes down mm-hmm. round one of the cup, and uh, good luck for the rest of your week this weekend. And don't forget to check out JB's weekly captaincy video. He does have over on YouTube. He's been absolutely nailing them recently. And he's getting very competent and watchable. And even when he was crook last week, he made a really, really good episode. So make sure to check that out and leave some comments. And you can catch us all on our socials if you haven't got them already. Uh, Twitter is underscore uh, D, <laughs> Dr. underscore SC for the main page. Cheezo underscore DRSC. Pistol underscore DRSC. And JB underscore DRSC. And uh, we'll catch you all in the next Dr. Supercoach appointment. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.